Welcome to the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors, presented by FMG Suite. Listen to interviews with the movers, shakers, geniuses, and innovators of the financial advisory world. Visit FMGSuite.com to discover more great resources and products to transform you into an extraordinary marketer and grow your advisory. And now, without further delay, the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors. Hi, everybody. Mike Woods here, one of the founding members of FMG Suite. Welcome to the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors presented by FMG Suite. We've got a good one for you today. We're speaking with Susan Theater, FMG Suite's new Chief Marketing and Experience Officer. Susan joins FMG Suite after working with Advisor Group and Cetera. We are thrilled to have her working with us. Susan and I kick off the podcast by talking about the fintech space and why it's rapidly evolving, expanding, and more importantly, attracting a lot of investors who see potential in the space. Then we discuss marketing and why some financial professionals are good at email marketing, but fall short with social media, and why others do an awesome job at social media, but a terrible job with more traditional marketing, such as hosting a client-only event. Susan has some great insights there. We finish the podcast with a fast-pitch Q&A, where you'll get some keen insights about our new chief marketing officer. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Susan has a wealth of knowledge, and she's willing to share it with the listeners. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Spread the word. Susan, it's great to have you on the podcast today. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. Gosh, and for me, it's it's great to have you on the same team. I think we've been uh, on different teams for like the past, I don't know, 20 years. Now we're on the you same team. I would call it the same team. We've always been on the same team. We've always been working with FMG to help advisors grow just on slightly different sides of the customer vendor. Equation. Right. That's it. That's it. That's so true. Uh, well, Susan, let's uh, before we jump into stuff, can you give listeners a quick summary of your background before we jump in? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, a little known fact is that very early in my career, about at age 22, I was a financial advisor. I went through the training program at Dean Witter and uh, was there for two years. I think I was one of the first, well, definitely one of the only women there, but I also was one of the first that was really very fee-based. I was using all the managed accounts. I also was early adopter of CRM, and I think I just naturally had a um, fascination and passion for marketing. I went from there to be an advisor at a bank. So I've also been um, in the credit union, actually sat in a bank branch and worked in the private banking office. Um, And the net net from all that experience was I really learned what I loved best about the job was the marketing aspect. And living in Boston, I, I had some, you know, a network and I got myself into Fidelity and that began my marketing career. So I was on Fidelity Retail working with, you know, our retirement, retirement products and then high net worth. So I got a good view of the type of customers that actually our agents and advisors work with and then moved to the institutional side. So I was at um, Fidelity's RIA custodian and NF. Um, National Financial, and then moved to Pershing to start up their RIA custodian business, but also took over the broker-dealer side of Pershing's marketing, and then um, switched over to the customer side. Again, a little bit of a switch on the side of the fence to Cetera, where I became um, chief marketing officer, and from there to advisor group. And uh, I think the thing that's interesting is throughout every one of those jobs, I was most excited about helping advisors grow their business, which is what has led me here. Gotcha. 
Boy, I didn't realize that that you had done uh, you had done the financial advisor thing early in your career. I have. I have sat in their shoes, sat, sat in their seats, and walked in their shoes. Yeah, boy, that's uh, that is a um, uh, you know as we, as we talk about marketing, we talk about what financial advisors do every day. Um, they've got a lot of business to do other than marketing, so uh, they've really got an ally with you who's understand who's under who sees and understands really both sides. That's awesome. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it's all about knowing your customer, whether you're um, in our shoes or, or whether you're the financial advisor working with clients. It's it's always about that being able to empathize. And, you know, the more closer you've been to doing what they do, the better you can be at that. Right. Right. Yeah. We have um, uh, on the content team where I work, we have discussions about that all the time about um what financial advisors do, how they approach things, what types of products they work with, how they're mostly what I talk to the content team about is how they're paid. Uh, it's very important to understand how a financial advisor is paid so we can understand how they need the marketing tools and then how we interact with them. So it's all good stuff. Absolutely. All right, here we go. First question. All right. So we kind of touched on it a bit, but I want you to just take a minute and tell everybody about the move to FMG Suite. After years of working as the mm-hmm. chief marketing officer at uh, a Cetarian Advisor Group, why did you make the move to FMG Suite? You know, I it's very natural, I think. It's a natural evolution of my career, and I've enjoyed and had a blast at every company that I've worked at. But as I mentioned, the one passion that was consistent at every single firm, even back to Fidelity, was coming up with programs to help advisors market themselves. And, you know, I instituted programs at every one of the companies that I was at, and it always was my favorite thing to do. And of course, I've been a customer of FMG for the last 10 years. And quite frankly, sitting in um, the seat of a customer and watching FMG's growth trajectory and the product development and the roadmap and just how far they have come and they just continue to become more and more of the industry leader. And I love their vision of having a platform that enables advisors to do everything they need to do as it relates to marketing in one place because they had struggle with finding the time and or expertise to market effectively. So I started thinking about what would be the logical next step in my career. And I think that just was the stars were aligned where it was a natural progression for me to focus and really double down on the part of my experience that I'm most passionate about and join the industry leader and uh, hopefully continue to help it um, gain traction while helping advisors. Yeah. And I, and I can attest to uh, uh, you being that uh, one of the uh, I think I think you were the first enterprise customer at FMG we had, and uh, with uh, and 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 building products alongside with you and your team, and really uh, kind of seeing how that how that evolved and how that influenced how FMG went forward. So it it has been uh, you've been really integral with how FMG has evolved because you've been able to bring that in, uh, that feedback to the company. So uh, I've seen it on both sides, which is awesome. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, I, I do think, as I said, it's been a partnership and uh, a very nice marriage. Yeah, I think back on some of the um, the tools that you brought that we built on our platform that we suddenly looked at and we said, hey, you know what? That's a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I will agree. I think sometimes I was like, maybe they should be paying me. I think we're helping to steer some of this product yeah. development. And, uh, but it's just been a really nice win-win. And obviously the fact that I'm here is, you know, about – as much of an exclamation point on that statement as you can get. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, it 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 truly was awesome. All right, so let's uh, let's jump into some of the um, uh, the other stuff that I wanted to get at. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the fintech space. Uh, boy, it is evolving rapidly and expanding, and really, more importantly, I think drawing more investors than really ever before. The investors who see really great potential in the area. I can remember years ago when Michael Keitzes put out his first uh, fintech solutions map. There was like 10 or 12 companies on it, maybe 20 or 30. But uh, this year, it's hard to fit all the companies on the eight and a half by 11. I, I printed it out the other day and uh, I had to I had to extend the margins to get them in. Um, mm -hmm. So let, let, talk a little bit about why financial professionals are so willing and eager to try those new tools that these fintech companies keep providing. Well, I mean, the reality is financial professionals and really almost everyone in our society is more and more dependent, reliant, and in love with technology and what it enables us to do. Primarily, it's about ease of use and being able to do more with less time and facilitating business objectives and or personal objectives. Technology is really becoming the underpinning and even the value proposition and differentiator for an advisor. Um, if they aren't staying up with the technology that is being made available to help them, anything from managing their client experience, managing their client communications, managing their onboarding process, managing their monitoring of portfolios and, and trade rebalancing, all the way to um, you know, surprising and delighting clients, all of that can be driven through technology. And the advisors who are embracing that are just outpacing those that aren't. And I think it's a daunting task for advisors to stay up with all the technology advances. They know they need to, but they really want a partner who makes it easy for them to do that. And I think another reason why I think FMG is, is the perfect play when it comes to marketing and communications technology, because we make it easy for them to adopt and utilize, and we keep them ahead of the game because we know what trends are coming and we make sure that we embrace that technology and make it available to them. But it's just, I think it's it's just going to continue to proliferate. There are more and more opportunities for advisors to streamline their workflow. And there are technology companies that are there to capitalize on that need and develop solutions to, to meet that need. So I think we're just going to continue to see more and more. Yeah, and you know it's interesting you touch on that with advisors and technology. You know what I've hear, heard from a number of advisors over the past year or two with 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 COVID. COVID really gave everybody that get out of jail free card with technology. That they the workflows were changed. People were now working from home, and advisors had that opportunity to take that maybe that maybe that paper system of uh, creating a new account and turning it into an electronic or an electronic forms. Uh, talk a little bit about how how COVID has really helped shape and push advisors really into that technology frontier. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure about the get out of jail free. It was really more like you just got thrown <laughs> into the fire. You better figure out how to make it work. That's um, true. Yeah. I mean, obviously the world went digital. Everything was virtual and anything that relied on a personal interaction had to be created in a different format. And so I think it was um, an opportunity actually that advisors will look back on and say, you know, that was an inflection point in my business that has really made a difference. And I'm, I'm, Moving forward, I am leveraging all of the virtual and digital capabilities that I was sort of forced to embrace while bringing in some of the traditional factors of the business that I think add value. So I think COVID actually made it such that 
advisors who were willing to, again, embrace technology and communicate effectively with their clients and leverage technology to continue to operate their business have positioned themselves for tremendous growth. And we actually saw advisors have tremendous growth in 2020. They did, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a good year for them. And it also did um, force everyone to move to a more efficient virtual digital workflow process, as well as marketing strategies. Yeah, because COVID, it first went to, oh, how do I keep in touch with all of my clients? And then over that summer, it became, well keeping in touch you still got to be making money you still got to be prospecting and then tools quickly changed again so we've actually seen a couple of different evolutions of how the uh, how the how how technology has played a role for advisors on that front well i actually i think it it proved that effective communications consistent communications is what drives referrals for advisors mm-hmm. and those that were doing so effectively right from the start and not panicked by the pandemic, panicked by the market volatility, unsure of what to say, those were the advisors that lost clients. And the ones that were out in front providing information and content, which FMG facilitated for the advisors that were clients of FMG, they gained clients. So they, you know, I don't even think any of them had to really work that hard at prospecting because just the activity of being a good communicator and pushing out relevant content in real time that was a differentiator and they, most of them, you know, grew twice what they usually did. Right. Yeah. I, I, I still remember the day where COVID was starting to take root and I walked into the chief product officer, chief technology officer, uh, office, uh, Dave Christensen and said, Dave, we were too slow with some of our stuff. Things are happening really fast. And that day we kind of uh, spitballed the whole idea of timely content and now it is a main driver of fmg's business the timely content we put out uh, twice a week yeah i couldn't be more in favor of that for sure yeah, <laughs> yeah it really does help keep that message going so that's awesome well, I wanted to talk to a little bit about uh, you had a, a did a recent interview with uh, Digital Wealth Magazine, and you talked about how some financial professionals are really good at email marketing, but not so good with social media. How others do an awesome job with social media, but don't do well at hosting a client only event. How give give uh, give listeners an idea about how the marketing game is is moving? How 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 are financial professionals expected to keep up with it? You know, I think they're overwhelmed, generally speaking. Obviously, there's a spectrum of competency and interest in marketing across the advisor um, landscape, but the bulk of them, it's not their core competency. They don't have a lot of extra time to focus on it. They don't have the experience or even passion to do it, but yet they know that it's so important. And they rely on vendors like FMG, partners like FMG, to help them do so, because there are just too many things that need to be managed in an integrated fashion to do it without staff. And so many advisors are not able to you know, hire five people to run their marketing team. So yes, it's moving quickly. There's always something on the horizon. So, you know, years ago it was social media and the, you know, the original thought was, ah, oh, I don't need to. And even before that website now, I mean, those are mandatory. You have sure, to have a digital right. brand and a digital presence. But now we're moving into testimonials are on the forefront and 
that is another daunting, you know, careful what you ask for. Suddenly you're going to get Yelp reviews and Google reviews <laughs> and you're going to have to manage that. And yeah, it's great when somebody says something great and you can put it on your website, but how are you going to manage that reputational, um, you know, testimonial piece? And I think even just moving mobile, um, you know, FMG has just launched the mobile app. Advisors need to be able to reach their customers with information wherever they are. And generally, it is on their phone. So I think it's just incredible that FMG has launched the mobile app where we can push relevant, timely content and enable the advisors to decide whether they want to push it out through social or email to watch groups to schedule it if they want to with just a swipe of their finger. Uh, I think that's the way things are going. It's about making it easier for advisors to manage the proliferation of marketing mediums and venues and tactics. And I think, you know, it requires a partner in this um, unless they're able to hire a big staff. So yes, it's moving quickly. There's always going to be the net new thing that's coming out. And I think advisors have anxiety about that and, and look for people that are going to be able to partner with them and help them. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, when, when FM, when, when we started FMG, 90% of the broker dealers were against social media or they just really, they weren't no so much against it. They didn't have the, the, the compliance tools, the regulatory aspect of it down where they could archive and they could retrieve and they could do that. But, but over the last 10 years, now the pendulum swung the other way where it's almost the, I can't, I can't think of any broker dealer off the top of my mind that doesn't have social media. Do you see it go in a similar way here with the testimonial role once that kind of starts to take root really with the uh, the RIAs and then uh, it will slowly filter into the broker dealers that in 10 years we'll be looking back and say, gosh, I remember when? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, just think about social media. Right now, most broker dealers don't allow Instagram. So we're still- Ah, it's true, um, yeah. You know, there are new social media channels that are coming out that need to get approved and need to be archived and reviewed. And they're, you know, you have to work on the APIs to enable that. And so there's, I think, poor compliance folks are really, they also need a partner to make it easy for them to manage the proliferation of marketing mediums. So uh, another another benefit that I know uh, our compliance team at Advisor Group really um, felt was a strong point for FMG. And I think reputational management is just another very potentially nerve-wracking yes. um, opportunity that that does have its pros, but also has its risks. And it definitely will be something that both compliance officers as well as advisors, I think, will need um, assistance in making sure that they're leveraging it to the to maximize their business while not spending all their time, you know, reading reviews and, and writing responses. Right, right. Gosh, not everybody likes a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, not <laughs> everybody does. Not everybody does. You know, four, four and a half stars, pretty good. But you still get people in there that just didn't like the way the drink was made, didn't like the yeah, service, like didn't getting like Getting graded constantly. You know, I don't know that that's what they had in mind when they said we'd love to show testimonials. <laughs> That's true. And, uh, and the way the, the SEC has framed up the rule is you really don't have, there's no, you, you have to show the good, the bad, the everything. Of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah there's no filter on it. And uh, I know I've worked with our products team a little bit on that and uh, they get it. They understand it. And really the, the um, 
when we when we do launch something like that or when we when we start to get those products a little more refined um yeah it'll be be careful what you wish for because it's uh it's it's it'll it'll add a whole different element to an advisor's practice just that the whole reputation management and what gets on there it's true yeah and i think fmg from what i know is the only only uh technology company that is as far along as it is with a solution for that so i think um FMG customers are in a, in a good place to be able to take advantage of it. I mean, frankly, there is a huge advantage and opportunity. Uh, it just requires the management and technology to make that possible. Yeah, yeah, and I'm in. Uh, I, I'm on. I'm the the compliance officer at FMG, and I'm in constant touch with uh, different compliance uh, chief compliance officers and getting a, a finger on the pulse of what they're doing, how they're looking at it. So uh, FMG does get that steady feedback as well. Absolutely. Susan, I wanted to touch on that mobile app though before we left. You know, I, I work with a um, a small uh, a small gym, a small business here in uh, near my home in 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 San Diego, and uh, one of the things that you know, as, as I help with them with their marketing, one of the things that I showed them that was really kind of eye opening is they th- about eighty percent of their customer base checks them out on their mobile devices, their phone. Very few people check their website, check the uh, check the website out, check their business out on their uh, desktop or laptop, and they were shocked by that. They 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 thought, oh, how is that possible that everybody's checking them out? But really, that 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 mobile communication is really becoming the core. And uh, what the, the 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 mobile app that FMG launched is really kind of helping advisors kind of keep up with that technology. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's actually anything very new. I mean, if you just walk around, you know, yeah. anywhere, you go to a, a sporting event, you go watch your kids play soccer, you go to the airport, everybody's neck is facing down, looking at their phone. I think we're all going to look like giraffes when we go to older. <laughs> we, we live on our phones. I mean, I don't, I don't use Amazon on the web, you know, on a desktop who does that. So it's, it's imperative for, technology providers that support financial advisors to think about how their technology can be used on a mobile device. And I think FMG has taken a leadership position in enabling advisors to just, you know, real-time swipe of their finger, push content that is relevant and timely out on their various um, channels, whether it's social media or email or their website. And it's just, it's the way advisors want to do business. It's the way consumers want to do business. You know, we're just people ultimately sure, you know, right. with different jobs, but ultimately we are people and our behaviors are the same as we are with, you know, retail consumer products as, you know, and that's kind of what we expect. The way we interact with Amazon is sort of the standard that we expect with any of the professionals or companies that we interact with. So FMG is striving to enable the advisor to be as easy to work with and as virtual and mobile and accessible in real time as any of the, you know, popular retail sites. Right, right. Yeah, which kind of segues, segues me to my next thought, which is which is really, you know, some financial professionals work with larger firms. You've worked with Cetera Advisor Group. Some are more comfortable with smaller firms. How do FMG's tools kind of uh, help, uh, help, help, help advisors with larger firms accelerate and help really bring some tools that smaller firms just couldn't incorporate based on their home office staffing? Yeah, you know, I... I don't know if it's really very different if you're an advisor of a smaller firm or you're an advisor at a larger firm. 
the best firms are committed to helping their advisors grow, to investing in their businesses, and their value proposition really revolves around how do they help their advisors grow. So I believe, and I've done it at two companies now, that FMG can help power that. It's a way to scale a marketing system that's all in one. You know, they can manage their website, their social media, their blogs, their ebooks, their even their printed seasonal, you know, right. magazines and, and greeting cards and invitations and event sequences and information on a mobile app, all of it from one place. And that is completely a competitive differentiator that nobody else can claim. And that is available regardless of the size broker dealer or firm that you're affiliated with. It's really how the firm embraces it works with FMG and, and people from my team and others to leverage it to its fullest and help their advisors make the most of it. I think that's the only difference. And that is because the technology enables you to scale your efforts. It's really, um, it almost creates sort of a parity between the size firm that's offering it. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, uh, um, uh, it, it, it is, it is that value proposition that, that really comes into play there. So, uh, hundred percent agree with you on that. All right. So we're at the end of the podcast now, Susan. Oh, okay. It, this is my favorite part of the podcast. We do a little, <laughs> okay. we do a little bit, a little bit of fast pitch Q and a here. So I've got a couple Uh-oh. for you. All right. You ready? <laughs> okay. okay. All, right. All, right. All, right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Last book you read. Oh, um, where the crawdads sing. It's like an Oprah book, but it was very good. Okay. All right. Where the crawdads sing. Uh, what's your favorite movie you could watch all over again? Oh, can I do more than one? You can do more than one. All right. You're going to see the theme of movies that are the genre that I like. Notting Hill, Hitch, and Pitch Perfect. I could watch all three (laughs) all the time and I'm pretty squarely in that rom-com bucket. Uh, pitch perfect. That's a favorite at our house don't too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <no judgment. laughs> I don't, you know, I, I, I can't remember the last time we didn't stop on pitch perfect at my house. So we right? clicking around. It's just, we just stopped. We just, just Anna Kendrick, we just watched, it, right? Yeah. It was not as the number two and number three, not so much, but one. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, cats or dogs? Oh, dogs. I have dogs. a cat, but dogs, dogs. Okay. Uh, beaches or snow. I live in California. Okay. Beaches <laughs> it is. Beaches it is. All right. Here's a good one. Coffee or tea? Neither. I drink Bang and Red Bull. Okay. All right. All right. That's good. All right. Okay. Here's uh, one of the one of my favorites. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Hmm. hmm. There's so many good ones. Hmm. Um, you know, I think time travel. Hmm. I was a history major. I am fascinated by... Um, just when I travel, imagining life the way it was when, you know, if you're in, like, we're going to go to Pompeii in June, I can't wait to Uh, see that. And just imagining the world as it evolved and meeting the people that have shaped the world. And then of course my relatives, I would love to go back and meet some of my, you know, my grandfather that I never met or his grandfather. I think that would be a pretty cool superpower. Oh yeah, very cool, very cool. Me, I'm a Thor guy. I just like the hammer. I just like the. Oh, hammer. okay, the big, that's the, simple. Yeah, the big, yeah, yeah, because because you know when you is that when your compliance personality. I don't, I don't know when. <laughs> I know, it just seems like the hammer is the answer for everything. Oh, uh, yeah, let's put some velvet around that one. <laughs> All right, favorite TV show. All right, I've got 
I do have a couple. I, I'm going to embarrass myself again, but have I don't know if you guys heard of um, White Lotus. White Lotus, yes, I have. Oh, I have heard of. It. I haven't watched it, but I've seen it. I've it was seen. really good. That one totally. I mean, that was. I liked that very much. Um, obviously, Ted Lasso is amazing. Um, and then a lot of British shows. I mean, it, we're, we've been through them, and I think I'm out of out of options. But Line of Duty was amazing, and um, there was a show called The Bodyguard. It was like a mini series. I definitely got into uh, BritBox over the COVID time. Okay. All right. I'm making notes of these. All right. Favorite hobby? It was tennis until I got really bad tennis elbow. And I'm Ooh. just hating it because I, I just want to keep going out and playing and then I mess it up again. So um, since I can't play tennis, this is just the saddest hobby ever. But going out to dinner with my husband is like my favorite thing to do. Okay. Well, there you go. You know, Does yeah, eating yeah. count as a hobby? <laughs> <laughs> Well, if, if you know a, a pain of playing a tennis, boy, I don't know anybody that wouldn't want to keep doing that. I've had tennis elbow before. It uh, it uh, that's just no fun. Oh, uh, it's annoying. It won't go away. <laughs> gosh, and now and now favorite sport that would be tennis. I would assume. No football. No football. Okay, well, love football. Big football family. Gotcha. Okay. Well, the next four months will be football. Oh, it's my favorite time of year. Yeah. It, it, I wish it, they had football on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Saturdays. <laughs> I think like three or four more weeks they'll start to, we'll fight, you know, they'll get some like uh, uh, MAC teams or some, some mid-Atlantic teams or something that play on Tuesday <laughs> and Wednesday night. It's just a matter of time. All right. And last one. Okay. Drum roll for this one. Apple or Android? What do you think? I would hope Apple. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, 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 it's so much easier, especially at FMG. FMG is kind of an Apple place. Uh, so uh, especially I don't with know the, any Android folks. Uh, you know, I I know a few, but uh, they um, nothing against. Always- no, good. no, it's all good. They're always trying to sell me the idea of it, and I just kind of nod and smile and mm-hmm. get back to my Apple. So good stuff. I'm you know into branding, and I think Apple is just brilliant. Yeah, boy, there's no doubt about that, uh, especially when you pick up an Apple product and you see how they're packaged. And it's boy, awesome, talk about yeah. spending so much time on packaging. It's just amazing. Makes a difference. It does that's make a difference. We're going to do at FMG. Awesome. What we Great aim to for all of our customers is to make them as brilliantly packaged as they can possibly be with very little effort. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Susan, thanks so much for joining us today. We've got a lot of great stuff. Uh, look forward to working with you the, over the next year. Wonderful. Me too. Thank you for listening to the Market Emotion podcast for financial advisors. If you found this episode informative, please share with your peers and colleagues. Visit fmgsuite.com to discover more great resources and products to transform you into an extraordinary marketer and grow your advisory. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox.